0: Hey gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. if you've been keeping up with the attachment series then you know we have been talking all about attachment what it means, where it stems from, and how it affects us in our adult relationships. And so let me give you a crash course real quick before we jump into today's topic. Um, Attachment theory comes from the premise that the relationships that we build in early childhood with our primary caregivers has a tendency to create and shape the way that we see the world, the way that we Uh, attach with other people and believe the world to be safe or unsafe, to trust or not trust, and it creates these fears and needs that we have. Um, The four basic fears are fear of abandonment, fear of rejection and judgment, fear of not being blank enough, and fear of failure. With the needs being you know, needing to feel like someone will always be there no matter what, needing to feel like you're acceptable as who you are, and needing to feel like you can be successful, you know, and that you're enough. And so if we're not operating from love, we're operating from fear. That's why there's a dichotomy there. There's there's that, you know, yin and yang, the fears and the needs. The better able you are to figure out what your primary fears are and what your primary needs are, you are equipping yourself With the data, the information that's going to help you to be able to have more fulfilling, long lasting relationships and relationships with yourself and other people um, with that information that you use. And so we spent the last four weeks going through each attachment style, anxious, dismissive, uh, fearful, avoidant. And um, why is the last one freaking eluding me? You could go, look, listen, you go back. I'll put it down somewhere. You can figure it out. Um, But today I bring that all up because because you can figure out how to maximize the way that you communicate with your partner based on knowing what your attachment style is and how to get what you need out of a conversation or an interaction with your partner. So you want to stay tuned because I'm going to give you three tips and tricks to help you better understand what that looks like okay so um oh I think I did say them all oh secure how could I miss secure that was the fourth one secure anxious dismissive avoidant and fearful avoidant are the four (laughs) styles forgive me and so let's jump into why um why that's the case okay now Now that you, if you've listened to the other episodes, hopefully, um, if you haven't, you need to go back. Now that you know what your attachment style has a potential to be, if you're anxious, if you're um, dismissive, if you're fearful, avoidant, or secure, then you can interweave that into how that presents in your relationships as an adult you have if you but you can't do that if you can't identify what your attachment style is or what your attachment need is you have to be able to identify what you need before you can communicate what you need okay so that's where that awareness piece comes in and you need to be doing some self-evaluation maybe it's practicing mindfulness maybe it's you know looking at your life looking at the way that you have um learn to perceive things so that your awareness is keen enough to help you identify where you're at and what you need in order to be able to communicate that with whoever, your boss, your partner, your children, um, so on and so forth. So I bring all that up to say that in communicating specifically with somebody we have three options that if we are really good about our self-awareness and identifying what we need and how to communicate that, we can either set up a conversation or be able to at least, if the conversation is already had, understand why it went the way that it did or we feel the way that we felt based on these three things, okay? So the first thing is, well, all three are, is this conversation for validation? Is this conversation to vent? Or is this conversation to envision solutions? Okay. Now, when you can figure out one of those three, or what combination of those three, who knows? You could put a combo in there you need or that you are seeking in an interaction, then you can ask for your needs to be met if you know ahead of time. Or after the fact, you can say, Oh, that's what happened. That's why I feel some type of way right now. Because I was looking for, I was looking just to vent, and then they were, they were giving me solutions, right? Now. Um, stereotypically, right? Men and women are socialized differently. We're wired a little bit differently. We socialize. This is now this is obviously talking in a binary system where this is but you know, heterosexual, normative, whatever. Um, heteronormative, forgive me. But you can swap any of these things out because it's not a hundred percent across the board. This is just stereotypical. Um how we how we forgive me socialize people and it could be that a woman is socialized you know um differently or a man vice versa or same sex partners whatever non binary all of that fun stuff so i say this to say stereotypically there is a Maybe a yin and yang in relationships. Maybe that's better. Like, a, there's two sides in a relationship. One is like one end, and the other is like the other end. And some people are socialized to uh, be solution focused, task oriented, solving problems, right? And so we all operate in the world from the context from which we understand it and perceive it and and were conditioned and then there's other people that were socialized to be emotional to be expressive and that is going to look a little bit different however relationships have a tendency to pull from both so there might be one person that's grew up task oriented and the other person grew up expressive if i'm task oriented when I'm talking to you or you're saying something to me, I'm automatically going in my head and I'm trying to figure out, okay, how do I fix this? Right. And that may not be what the conversation calls for. That may not be what the other person needs. That may not be what your kid, your parent, your friend, your coworker, your boss, whatever. It may not be what they need, but, um, it's difficult to try to figure that out without just being blatant, um, unless you really, really, really are attuned with that person, which that is, it's a work in progress. Some days are better than others and all that fun stuff. So I bring that up to say that if you know that you're going into a conversation, you've had a long day at work and you need to talk to somebody you're like, Oh my gosh, this, this, and that happened, you know? Um, I'm feeling so discouraged. I'm I'm not sure what to do. Now, if you can go into the conversation saying, hey, you know, I, I really could use some validation right now. Now, what that sounds like to you will probably sound different than what I say because I'm a therapist. So I use therapy language. Um, You might just say, I just need you to listen to me. I want to talk to you, but I just want you to listen to me and comfort me or support. I just need your support in this conversation. And then that way you prime them to know how to respond and react to meet your needs. Now the issue comes in because we think that our partners need to be able to read our minds. We think that they should know, and that limits and gets in the way. Now, if they can, great, wonderful. But at the same time, like there's a lot of things going on. Are you talking to them while they're cooking? Are are you, um, you know, speaking with some tone of distress in your voice, which is going to signal something different in your partner? Of course, they're going to want to maybe defend you, and so. The more that we can understand ourselves and understand how we are in relation to our partners, it helps us to be able to step in and do something different, right? So it may be that you need to set the conversation up to prime your partner. If you are the other, the listening partner or the person that's coming to, to, the person that's being come to, is that how you would say it? I have no idea. Um, your partner, your kid, your parent is coming to you with whatever information, Uh, Oh, my friend, you know, put it really nice the other day and yesterday. Oh no, was it today? You know, time is getting real crazy around here. She said, can I give you some unsolicited advice? So before she gave me her opinion or her thoughts, she asked me if I wanted it or if I was okay with her sharing And that allowed me to be able to reevaluate like, oh, what do I want? What do I need in this conversation? Do I want to hear that right now or do I not? And I was like, yeah, cool. And I was ready to receive what she had to say as opposed to, I don't think her, our friendship is very fluid, so we never have issues with each other. But you know, I could imagine someone just tells you how they feel or tells you what you think you you know, what they think you should be doing, gives you their opinion. There's no priming, there's no lead in or anything like that. And now it's easier to have an opportunity to take offense in that situation. So what I think what happens in couple communication or in communication in general is that we, things are moving so fast. Our thoughts are really quickly formulating and it leads us down all kinds of trails that if it's not absolutely clear one way or the other, what's going on or what this interaction is about. It's easier to take offense to what someone says or to misperceive um, a communication, right? Communication errors. And when you're looking at your relationships, all of them, and your your way of communicating and how people communicate with you, maybe it's that you're able to take some time to look back and say, okay. Where have there been times where a conversation went sideways? What were you looking for in that conversation? What do you think the other person was looking for in that conversation? And how can you do something different in the future? It may not be even with that person, but what other options do you have to present the same message in a different way or prime the person that you're talking to um, to see if it changes things, right? So, in an effort to wrap up, I want to go back through do you need validation? to vent or to envision solutions in a conversation? And what does that look like for you? Because then you can, I tell it to couples all the time, tell your partner what you need. And if they care, they will meet your need. If they don't care and they don't meet your need, that's a whole different conversation. We're going to have to talk about that in a different podcast, okay? Um, But if you make your needs explicit, then that gives them the best opportunity to support you and to love you the way you want to be loved. Validation might look like, I hear you, that really sucks. You know, um, what would you, what can I do or what would you like me to do? Venting might look, or allowing them to vent might, might look like, can you tell me more about this, this, or that? It sounds like this part really upset you, like what happened here? You might inquire and ask questions to allow them to get out whatever it is that they're venting about. Now envisioning solutions, obviously, you know, is going to look like things that you can do, think, change in order to alter the situation. And what does that look like for you? What do you typically need if you're looking for validation? What do you need when you're venting? What do you need when you're envisioning solutions? The better you know yourself, the better off you'll be in your relationships. Okay? And we rob our partners of the opportunity to meet our needs when we don't elevate our own self-awareness. OK, so I will continue churning these attachment podcasts out. If there's ever anything that you want more information on, please feel free to reach out. I'm available. I'm here to help, to support you, to coach, to motivate, to inspire, to laugh with because I'm silly and a hot mess half the time. And I will talk to you next time, gems. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to say for it?